This episode of We Watch Anything is brought to you by... The Vinyl Frontier, the startling true story of NASA's interstellar mixtape, The Voyager Golden Record, sent to the stars in 1977 and out in book form in, in, in a few days from now. Actually. Yeah, March 21st, or maybe in the past if you're listening in the yeah. future. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wrote you it. You should read it. It's awesome. Thanks, man. I'm Ben Strivens. He's John O'Scott. Hi. And together, we watch anything. We trawl the depths of Netflix to find three films of the same genre, of the same genre, and watch them so you don't have to. I take one, he takes one, and there's one we both watch. So you'll know what's a surprise hit. And what's totally... 44. It is episode 44. Sound the klaxons, the sirens, put the dragons on roar. It's episode 44. <laughs> dragons on roar. You bull bag. That's true. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We're back. Yeah. We Watch Anything is back in your ears. Yes. And it's nice to be back after yet another hiatuses, but not as big as it's the not, last not, one. Not really. So, Only a couple you know. of weeks. It's quite good, really, for us. No, it's very good. No, no, I'm pleased. Yeah. We should, yeah. be, we should be proud of ourselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Within three or four weeks, we're back again. Um, and this time, it's spooky. Oh, I like what you did there. Yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> God, I sound a bit like a terrible drive-time DJ. <laughs> oh, I like what you did there, Jono. Yeah. Here's, listen to the smooth sounds of the rain. Uh, we, um, yeah, we've been, uh, we've been watching some ghost stories. Yeah, which, all the suggestion know, of, of, of our lovely listener, Edward... Who's, oh, that is entirely true. Yeah, user-generated uh, genre. genre. Yeah, and the uh, and his ghost stories specifically, the supernatural, and yeah, um, yeah which is a which is an area we both love because yeah. it's well, apart from anything else, we both love horror. But I remember, I may have said this before, but I remember definitely in the sort of nineties and noughties, bemoaning how few, how there seemed to be hardly any good ghost story movies out then this is the way it seemed to me anyway the others kind of came along and yes. ever since there's been a pretty constant stream of good ghost story action i don't yeah, know if that's I, really backed that's... up my evidence but that's how it felt no but to i'm going to choose to believe it but the others i think definitely was like in in recent times a kind of cultural turning point for like this is you know ghost stories can be scary it's not the sort of um, present that's not the the uh what's the word i'm looking for preserve of um of like the 50s or whatever yeah it's um yeah and a good ghost story doesn't have to be, i think we got i think everyone got too hung up on shockingness and everyone got too hung up on gore or not i mean i love a bit of gore don't get me wrong of course like ripping guts out all day long but oh yeah the <laughs> simplicity of a ghost story it's also pretty hard to do you know yeah you and know, we've, and the thing, when we did, scary. We, we did that haunting house, haunted house episode. Yeah, and we also did. I remember I watched um, "I'm the Pretty Thing That Lives in This House" or something like that. I've forgotten the exact title, but it's something along that for one of our earlier episodes. And I just found that really quite dreary. It was quite yeah. a boring film. And then we watched for the haunted houses episode. What was that? That was one that, that you liked and I hated. The found footage one. I can't remember the name of. But I also did. You ever watch Housebound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did that watch that. Cracking New Zealand movie. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. That's one I, of my favourite things we've watched. Love yeah, that. I don't think that's currently on UK Netflix, but for anyone around the world who 
check it on Netflix, see if Housebound's on there. If you haven't watched it, definitely watch it. It was Ben's, he recommended it, and I watched it. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's a really great. And if it helps you any, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. God, does it really? Yeah. Oh, God, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it's genuinely funny, genuinely creepy. Yeah, keeps it yeah, going actually. as well, right to the end. Love it. Yeah, that's a cracker. So anyway. this time around, we just went, you know, hard out ghosts. None of this houses no. nonsense. <laughs> ghosts anywhere they wanted to materialise. <laughs> and um, shall I take you to my film, dude? Do transport us to your mystical realm. Oh, God, that's weird. Okay, yeah. well, um, I've chosen this this exact moment to lose my notes. Um, oh, well done. <laughs> I know, that's really good, isn't it? Good planning. Um, I've got mine in front of me, which even tells me the title of my movie, which I often forget. Oh, yes. Honestly, mine has actually gone. Oh, no, I found it again. Yes. Okay. Scintillating audio <laughs> broadcast. Man, podcast man listens to. Oh my God. Cut this bit. Just, yes. Ouija. Ouija. Origin of Evil. That's my film, dude. Great. Um, and it's a, well, thanks for that review. <laughs> and it's a prequel to the um, 2014 film Ouija. Um, not, not, not to be confused with the film that you watched on this pod, which was the Ouija experiment. Do you remember yes, that one? That was a terrible experiment. <laughs> yeah. Which I kind of actually, when I first got this one, Ouija: Origin of Evil, I thought, mm. oh, is this connected to the Ouija experiment? But thankfully, it's not. But I must admit, when I first got this film, I was a bit ugh. Wasn't the first one quite well received, though? No, 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 no. The first one was not well received, but it oh. did quite well in terms of Cashingtons. Oh, it right. did pretty well at the box office. I think it must have, must have had, I don't know, a good ad or whatever, but mm. I watched it and um, I can remember nothing about it other than I really hated it. I remember quite Great. liking one sequence right near the beginning, but apart from that, disliked it quite intensely. Uh, okay. So I wasn't too excited about seeing Ouija Origin of Evil, that's a good start. I know, I know. But then I did start watching it, and here is the setup. Okay, so Ouija Origin of Evil is set in the past. It's set in 1967, and it's uh, a domestic uh, family, a domestic scene in that a <laughs> widowed mother and her two daughters live in this house. And yeah. they run a kind of they run a kind of scam business where they hold seances and scam people out of cash by they have various effects kind of set up. As, um, just like most seances in many ways. <laughs> well, exactly. And, and, that, and that's what they do. They're, so the, 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 widow, the widowing has happened fairly recently. Mm-hmm. So they're a family that's sort of getting over the loss of the father figure. The two girls are at the same high school. One of them's a sort of teenage. One of them's sort of 9, 10, I think they're supposed to be. And basically... They find an old Ouija board, wouldn't you know yeah. it? And and the younger girl says, why don't we incorporate this? No, sorry, not the younger girl. The teenage girl has a sort mm-hmm. of experience with, like, her, her mates are having a, an illegal party at the house and they have a go with the Ouija board. And this yeah. leads her to think, okay, we should incorporate this into our... Act, I- as it were. Into our act. Yeah. Oh, well, f- no, well, first thing... I was bored by the thought of this book because uh, this 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 film because I'm bored of Ouija's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we've seen quite a few of them just in this podcast alone, just on Netflix. Yeah. You know that? Do you remember that Irish 
that Irish film Invoked. Do you remember that? That which we saw. Oh for the, yeah, um, for the found footage episode that had yeah, a terrible yeah, yeah. like sort of homemade Ouija board out of bits of paper that they just. Passed that was around the such room. an annoying movie. I think <laughs> I raised that from my brain. <laughs> well, I, so I just I kind of wasn't in the mood um, for all of this, but the thing that slightly got me interested is that I sort of yeah the mother is played by Elizabeth um Elizabeth Reese Olsen oh. no Elizabeth Reese who I was like oh what have I seen her in and then I remembered she's in the haunting of hill house oh the the tv series or the movie? yeah the 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 tv series of the haunting mm-hmm. of hill house it has Henry Thomas as a kind of who again is in the haunting of Hill House as the nice father, the kid in ET, of course. Originally. Oh yeah, yeah, lovely Henry Thomas. Anyway, I just realised. Wait a minute, it's got <laughs> loads of the same actors as the haunting of Hill House. As the haunting of Hill House. So I sort of checked the director, and it is directed and written by Michael Flanagan, the the haunting of Hill House dude. So I was oh. like, ooh, and and, and basically. About, about halfway through the film, I realised, wait a minute, this isn't nearly as bad as I thought it was when I started. <laughs> like, it's genuinely quite good. And, like, I was watching... Are you it... coming to the shock realisation that if you put a talented director and some talented <laughs> actors together, you might get a decent movie? But, you know, it's so unexpected when you hit, like, oh, a, I know. a prequel to a terrible film and you kind of go, wait a minute, this has no right to be good, but it is quite good. Now, look, <laughs> I've now... Um, because a lot of them are on UK Netflix, I've now watched quite a lot of Mike Flanagan stuff. I have watched all of The Haunting of Hill House, but that's TV, so we're not going to talk about it too much. But uh, his Oculus is on there. Uh, Hush is on there. Uh, Gerald's Game that he did in 2017. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have a lot of people like that. I was actually not that much of a fan. I thought well, it was a bit limp. Well, this is the thing about Mike Flanagan. So I have watched all of those... And I kind of have the same review about all of them. In that I think <laughs> all of them have really cool moments. Yeah. They have a very stagey script. He has an interesting way of writing. It's almost quite old fashioned. They they feel like stage plays. They're, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And and the Haunting of Hill House has this as well. They really do and and so you're kind of just the writing is good. The characters are good, but every now and then it just sort of dips into hokum <laughs> and, Fine. and cheese. But but mm, also, but he, he takes time with his 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 sort of jump scares and and creep. They're just good creepy moments. Now yes. these films are very far from perfect, and Ouija Origin of Evil is very far from perfect, but it is surprisingly good. And I basically would, if anyone who's watch The Haunting of Hill House, maybe sort of binged on it and are feeling a little bit, oh, I need some more. I recommend his back catalogue, particularly this one, because he uses, he seems to really like some of these same actors. He uses them again and again, yeah. including his um, wife, who's in, who's the main star in um, Hush, which is quite good. I've, oh, Hush is, um, uh, what's her face? Isn't it Madeline Stowe, Hush? No, it's Kate no. Siegel. Oh, fine. Yeah. Oh, is Hush the one where, what, what's Hush? I feel like I've seen Hush. It's the, it's the one where she's she's stalked and she's in, she's in that place on her own. She's uh, deaf. Yes. No, I have seen that. Oh, I did enjoy that, actually. Yeah, it was quite yeah, good. That's him, too. Oh. Anyway, so I guess what I'm saying is this is not perfect. Genuinely creepy moments. Moments of cheese. I felt like with so many horror films, the ending was slightly weak. But it just has some good creep. 
and good actors. So for that reason, it's a definite recommend. In terms of the actual film, I think it's a kind of C plus, B minus, you know, an honourable... Oh, well, that sounds pretty good to me. Like, that worth very... watching, only watch it once. Do you need to have seen the original? God, no. No. In <laughs> fact, definitely do not watch the original first. This prequel completely stands on its own. There's nothing, there's no real connection. It's just okay, another that film good. which happens to have a Ouija board as its central, you know, conceit. The only thing I'd yeah. say is slightly laughable. I've got to say, by the way, I don't have a best line, worst line. It just, sure. I just, it doesn't have that. Doesn't have the kind of writing that gives itself up to that. It has moments when taken out of context, seem a bit laughable, frankly. And the thing is, the thing, the one thing that I found hard to swallow was this whole sort of family dynamic based around them running a a, a, a fake kind of, ex, you know, a, a scam. A scam. It thing, just yeah. didn't seem to kind of fit because their characters are quite sort of well-rounded and nice. And you sort of, think, I, I don't believe you are scamsters. What? Yeah, uh, so that's how I came to do to make the ends meet or something. I guess. Well, exactly. So that's how yeah. I, that's the way I came away. F- uh, that's how I came away from it. I just thought, good stuff, worth watching, surprisingly good. Oh well, I think I'm going to watch it then. Good, do. I mean, not now. Now I'm going to give you a review of my movie, but I do think that sounds quite cool. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad because th- there is a potential for this to be a, a minefield of. of of turds isn't it really ghost stories because yeah. like we said the others is a cracking movie it's very difficult to get it right yeah and I, the, the thing is fundamentally i am there there have been so many recently i'm a bit bored of ghost stories in some ways yeah. having loved them i'm now getting a bit bored of them and there's nothing that original in this i was a bit bored <laughs> in some ways <laughs> but it just genuinely does have some good stuff some surprisingly good moments some creep and blah 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 i'm repeating right. myself cool okay well my movie um, is called Ghost House. Ooh. It's from 2017. It's quite recent. And what quite appealed to me is that it's set in Thailand. Oh, God, really? Yeah. I forgot that. So, you know, you're thinking there's going to be some sort of Asian influence, you ghosty story stuff, and there's going to be, you know, it, it's uh, it's called Ghost House, but it's obviously set, it's, it's not set in a house. Um, you know, there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of stuff that could be interesting. Well, you know, first, immediately I'm thinking as an Asian ghost story, maybe a bit like The Grudge yeah. kind of thing, which I quite liked, or um, Helena Carter's Dark Water or something could be kind of interesting. So, but you also think if it's in Bangkok, it's probably a bit more shocky. Right. Directed by um, someone called Rich Ragsdale. Not a great deal of info on him. Right. Um, <laughs> written by some... Written by loads and loads and loads of people, which could be a bad sign, don't they? That sounds like so, a bad sign. Yeah. So we basically, there's a pre-titles, and uh, before the titles, it really dumps you into um, sort of the direction of the film. Essentially, there is uh, a kind of tourist type in Bangkok, and she's being pursued, and the um, there's a very classically kind of Asian ghost who's after her, you know, long hair down in front of the face, um, oh. clicky, clacky, clicky movements where they've cut frames, that kind of thing, but not badly done. And really? you, know, you know what? This could be, even if this is not going to be that interesting and not that different, it could be someone doing the genre quite well. And yeah. it, you know, it's been talked about a lot of times before, we've talked about it as well, how easy, how difficult it is to transition that sort of Asian sensibility into kind of like a Western film and make it quite as terrifying. And like only, the, you know, the original ring does it very well, mm. but then 
that's just a very scary film. Uh, the remake, not so much, I think. But yeah. the title comes up. That's great. There's a really weird copyright bit at the top of the title. You say normally, you know, the t- movie's title comes up and it's just the movie's title, but it also has a copyright thing at the bottom of it this time around, which is quite weird. Um, <laughs> it's quite weird. Yeah. Uh, so then we, we sort of meet our, our couple, turn up at the airport, him and her. Uh, she's was taking pictures. They meet this dude straight at the airport who's kind of like, yeah, come on, get in my cab and I'll show you around. I'll be your friend, blah, 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 blah. And they do that. Then she's constantly snapping pictures and this guy takes them on a, a tour around. If you've ever been to Bangkok, it's not that off the mark that you know people are constantly gra- I got so annoyed I was there for a month people could just get grabbing my arm to the point where I almost was like stop touching me <laughs> but it's just trying to get me into their tuk-tuks and all that kind of thing so but this guy he, he sort of adopts them and takes them around mm. and they're having a lovely time I mean, there are some things that really annoyed me um, if you know even a minor thing about cameras because she's there with a prime lens on and she starts zooming Oh. You can see the prime lens on her camera, but it's showing you the pictures she's taking. It shows you down the viewfinder, and she's zooming in and out with a prime lens. I'm like, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and it does. It's actually, it's really funny. If you look, it's obviously a Canon 5D, but they have masked out the Canon in post, and you can see where the little mask, the black mask they put over the Canon logo is, which is oh, really man. bad. I am loving this camera geekery. But... Um, so she's taking a photo and what it does it does get a bit sort of like pornographic not in a classic term but about the about the slumminess of Bangkok so it just lingers on like you know beggars in the streets and people right. with legs missing and and dead dogs and you know poo in the gutters and all that kind of stuff which is all there in Bangkok let me tell you but it just spends a bit too long going oh look how gross it is kind of thing yeah, yeah. Um, anyway so we find out that what a ghost house is is that um, a ghost house is what it was all very exposition. A ghost house is there to um, draw in all the local ghosts and give them somewhere to be so they don't haunt your house. Right. Essentially. Okay. So that's that. That is the titular ghost house. And the couple are cruising around. They get engaged. It's all very lovely. And then they meet this English couple of guys, and one of them is fine the other one I just wanted to punch he's like a really bad version of Ralph Bates um oh. got such an annoying voice he's a really terrible actor but they basically still go yeah let's celebrate your engagement they're gonna get smashed with them and they're like yeah come out we'll show you this cool place before we show you this cool place I'm just gonna take your new fiance into this strip bar for five minutes and for some reason he goes and right. so this sort of Ralph Bates knockoff takes the dude into the this sort of pole dancing club he's just he sort of says to her he turns around and he goes yeah yeah i'll just be like i'll just be five minutes it's fine and then one of the guys stays with her on the curb because i think you know you get the feeling that he fancies her right but so the dude and his new english friend they've had a few drinks so they go into this sort of pole dancing strip club and he gets kissed by one of the strippers and anyway they come out 10 minutes later and then they get jump into these guys vans they're like yeah we'll show you something cool and they drive them into the woods at which point, um, the newly engaged couple have some enormous fight because he's got lipstick on his collar. And um, I'm, like, I'm sorry, at no point after getting just... A uh, I, I, uh, uh, personal thing, I don't really get the whole, you know, strip bar thing because I don't understand being paid no. to get sexually frustrated. But <laughs> it, it's like... Um, but but uh, I just, I'm definitely not just engaged on that night. So you go, anyway, you stay there. I'm just going into this strip club for a while. That's quite weird. Yeah. So anyway, they have a massive fight about that and they break up. 
basically. They she actually just break tells up. Him, yeah, she's just like gives him his ring back and just goes basically goes solo. Oh my god! Um, but they're in the woods where these dudes have taken them, and then they go and find this sort of place in the woods that is kind of like it's a graveyard for old ghost houses. Nice. And at that point, you realise that these two English guys, I mean, you've maybe worked this out already, are up to no good. And they're luring them there. And they put a bit of her scarf on this ghost house. And then one of them is kind of there, like the little um, serpent on the shoulder going, God, God, touch it, touch it, grab the little thing. There's like a figurine. And uh, she grabs the figurine and all sorts of things start to happen, essentially. And almost immediately, she becomes kind of possessed and the two English guys jump in their van and hair off at super speed. So it's just the um, this American couple who hate each other at the moment left in the woods with her just sort of seizing and being a bit possessed. I see. This guy cool. immediately calls up his chum, well, their new chum, the, their sort of, you know, their, their ferry, taxi driver guy. Okay, yeah. Who happens to live locally, who takes him to the local witch doctor to try and get her sorted out. And basically yeah. the rest of the film progresses like this. She is in sort of a fugue state for most of the film. So a lot of internally, it keeps we keep cutting between um, the her fiancé running around trying to get her cured and then her internal struggles because she's seeing all these ghosts coming at her and she's sort of being attacked. And it turns out that she's got three days to get herself rid of the curse before it all goes horribly wrong. Oh. Um and it's like the, the ghosts have sort of certain amounts of creepiness. There's a kind of nice motif where they, um, uh, the sort of ghosts trying to get you puts it. They're quite haggy and like like I say, they're quite sort of like you know your classic Japanese ghost sort of yeah. thing, where they put their whole hand in your mouth to try and get you. And there's something quite unpleasant about that, which I thought was good. Yeah. And really, for the first half of this movie, I was quite enjoying it and thinking, you know, there is a certain there's there's a there's a, there's a little level of shivers in here. There's some quite unnerving stuff, like the hand in the mouth is unpleasant, mm. and then it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and caught up with itself and it's in Bangkok and then suddenly it goes they so that you know it's one of those awful things they're trying to find the cure so they go mm. down these you know they'll they'll go to backstreet sort of witch doctors and one of them happens to be this big fat American dude who is played by um a man whose name I can't quite see on my notes yet. Do you want me to Who's, fill in the blanks? Who is played by Mark Boone Jr. Do you know Mark oh, well Boone done. Jr.? No, I don't think I do. Um, no. He's in 30 Days a Night. He's in Batman Begins. He's actually in something I'm watching right now called Patriot, which is a really great series on Amazon. But he's just, he's sort of big, got a big beard. Um, he okay. plays like, um, in Batman Begins, he is um, Gary Oldman's partner. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, I know exactly who you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going. And he's you know he's the seedy guy in Bangkok covered in gars and 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 the director obviously has seen only God forgives and a lot of David Lynch and he you know tries to and and a lot of you know other sort of Asian horror because he tried to make the at some points the color palette goes very dark watery and then when they're in Bangkok it's very only God forgives you with all the neon and everything it's all yeah, you know yeah, yeah. it's a bit very it's very derivative and then they finally end up at this witch doctor who's like right they, they go on this sort of long river trek to this witch doctor who for no apparent reason <laughs> is an, obviously an old an old wizened old lady but she's got these two ridiculously buff bodyguards who are stripped to the waist which I can't ever quite work out why they're there the acting is terrible um, oh is it it's really bad. The acting all through is pretty awful. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't it's know. Did, I just yeah, rambled. I, I just rambled on explaining did, the plot. Does, it sounded like it was worth watching to begin with. It, it uh, yeah, started to I, be. I was. I was pleasantly surprised by the first thirty minutes. I thought this could actually be. You know, this could be a pretty solid C plus. Mm. 
an enjoyable and it just I, I wouldn't even say bother watching it for how bad it gets because it just gets bad in like a oh, that wasn't very good kind of way like mm. there's some pretty awful there's some couple of funny moments but the witch when they finally do get the witch out she's not very scary and they start to resort which I really was hoping they weren't going to do in quiet 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 bang okay. and you're like oh you know what you had you had a good start you kind of thought was going to happen the only thing i could say about it as well is that i knew from the beginning or not from the beginning but from the time she gets sort of halfway through the movie you know what the ending is going to be and no. it isn't that it's oh, so really? much worse than you think it could be <laughs> okay yeah. so yeah uh avoid just avoid it's a d unfortunately it had <laughs> real hopes to be a c don't watch goat's house just watch any of the other movies that it rips off. Just go and watch The Ring. If you haven't seen The Ring, go and watch that again. Um, if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it, but watch it with a friend because it's really creepy. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, or, or, and watch Hidden and Carter's Dark Water. And even watch the Sarah Michelle Gellar, the, Gellar, the version of The Grudge. Or watch the I've original never seen that. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, any of those. Just don't watch this because it's a bit rubbish. Oh. Well, well done for watching it for us, dude. Oh, you know. Do what yeah. I can. Yeah, that's 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 a, that's a, you've taken a hit there by the sounds of things. Whereas I didn't feel like I did take a hit. I took a. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the hit that you took, and it'll be yeah. like a hit of tequila or something. <laughs> and that brings us round with no further ado, no further ado whatsoever, to our combo movie, the Autopsy of Jane Doe, a 2016 supernatural horror film directed by Andre. Overdale. I have no idea if that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> but all I can tell you is that he is the man who directed Troll Hunter. Yeah, which is fantastic. Yes, I just love me some Troll Hunter. Troll. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> well, I've only actually watched it twice, so I don't know it very well, but I enjoyed it just as much the second time. And there must have been about, I don't know, a year in between the two times I watched it. And this is a fa- fantastic film. It's really, yeah, really actually, good. My wife and I. Um, <laughs> had, had a yearning to watch it the other day and it had come off Netflix so we just bought it on, on Apple oh really okay. and were utterly utterly undisappointed it was just yeah. as great as we remembered it so you know that's got a lot to live up to we've got yeah and it's an interesting title I think the autopsy of Jane Doe we've got Brian Cox not the scientist no we've got Emil Hirsch not the scientist who, not the scientist but Emil Hirsch has you know done a lot of things Ophelia Loverbond yeah, who, who I, I, people I wasn't don't, really aware of. No, she's in... Um, actually, she's in Nathan Barley, the Chris Morris sitcom. Oh, was she? As an underage model, yeah. Oh, God. As a sort of drugged underage model. She's, I thought she was really good in that, so I've looked at who she yeah, was. But she's been that. in a few things. Um, and Alwyn Kelly as well has been in a few things as well. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so what happens, Johnny? Well, it starts um, with in a, in a police... You know the police a crime scene, a, essentially. the scene of a crime, a crime scene, a bloody homicide, and, bloody um, homicide. <laughs> and uh, the sheriff is looking around, looking disturbed. And there are three or four victims in the house. And the strange thing, because it looks like just you know a sort of people going crazy, had a huge domestic fight. Except it looks like they were trying to escape from the house which is the strange thing. And yeah. down in the cellar, the stranger oh, thing, mm. is the corpse of an unidentified woman. And it's also, it, it, it's, it's kind of a small town, you get the impression, that these yeah, that the cops small town. know yeah. these people, so that they have no idea what's going on in this house as well, because it's like, it's like your lovely, they're quite old, aren't they? I think it's, it's like yeah. your lovely, you know, sort of like 
grandparenting neighbours have just had a sudden weird explosion of death. Yeah, so you and kind yes, of... And yes, and buried in their cellar is a, is a body. Yeah. There's a, a young and, lady. And so basically the sheriff takes the body to the small town coroner mm-hmm. and his son. They're kind of a father and son small town coroner duo. Yeah. <laughs> Played by Brian Cox and Emil Hirsch. Um, that came out weirdly. Um, Hirsch. Hirsch. And he says, I need a cause of death for this for this body, this unknown, this Jane Doe. And so begins the film. And Tommy, yeah. the, the son, had been about... We meet his girlfriend and he had been about that. to go out to the cinema. And then in these opening sequences where you sort of get this sort of relationship between him and his father going... And basically, his fa- he, he wants to stay and help out his dad kind of thing. Cause, and, and, and he's intrigued by this... By finding out the cause of death, basically. Yeah, but he's, he's, he is a sort of conscientious, you know, yeah. lad who does want to, you know, yeah, help his help his dad out. Yeah, and he's hoping that it won't take too long and he can still take her out to the cinema later. Um, yes. As the uh, we're watching a horror film, we suspect we might not get to the cinema. But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so he, yeah, he, he starts on this, um, or embarks upon this autopsy with his dad. Yeah. In their subterranean... <laughs> Um, morgue. Yeah. But it's rather a nice subterranean morgue, but it's very classically sort of wood panelled, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of, I mean, if yeah. I was going to live in a subterranean morgue, it's the one I would live in, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You know, very nice. Nice lighting. Um, looks like there's more than one lavatory, you know, which is important. <laughs> um, and yeah, they, they, they begin the autopsy. And it, it becomes apparent from quite early on that something is a bit odd. Yeah, because the first thing is that, right, this. The corpse. There's there's no visible signs of of any um, uh, trauma. Yeah, you know. They're, they're, but but then they see that her wrist and I think her ankle bones have been broken. Yes, and then quite, there's a quite sort of, like quite violently. So each one of so like like she's been bound and 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 broken. Yeah, and then then the next thing they discover um, by t- by now you're probably about sort of 20, 15, 20 minutes into the film. They sort of see that her tongue has been cut out. Oh yeah, thought about and that. one of her and one of her teeth are missing as well. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, and they gradually just go through the process of of, of the, autopsy. the autopsy. Now, Ben, I'm going to jump in a bit here and just say that I watched this very late at night in a dark room, and it was around now. That I started getting genuinely <laughs> quite freaked out. I think we can both tell from each other's tone of voice. I think the listeners can probably tell this is good. Yeah. I'm not going to cut to the chase. <laughs> this movie is properly creepy. Like, yeah, it, it does get I totally very. Agree. Yeah. Watching this, I would not want to be watching this alone. I watched this not alone. I watched I really... this on a train to start with. Did you? Yeah, on a train, on an iPad, headphones in, and I was still getting creeped out. <laughs> it's the, something about... I always remember when... This is totally unconnected, but I do remember reading about when I was getting excited about the first Lord of the Rings movie coming out. Yeah. And I remember reading the reviews before I'd seen it, and, and, and there was this review it was saying how marvellous it was that they managed to sort of make the ring seem scary by loads of close-up shots of the ring itself. Yeah, and it was the way the camera kept going back to the body's massively dead face. Frankly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because really it's got, she's got started... very 
um, very cloudy eyes as well. There's something very yeah. otherworldly about that. Yeah, and the way it kept going back to that just really... The thing is, I've seen... I, I used to watch... I don't know, I can't stand it anymore, but I used to watch things like... Um, oh, what's that show? The BBC show, you know, about... Embarrassing have, Bodies? No. Uh, no, the, well, the one that always has loads of dead people doing, you know, in Coroner Ring. Um, Silent Witness. Oh, Silent Witness. Yeah, no, I've... Yeah, same thing. I used to watch those of that and then just gone, oh, God. Yeah, and yeah. I, was completely, I was completely not scared at all by the... By the dead bodies you see in that but there was something about this corpse that you just i think you just you start living in fear that it's going to sit up or open well, its apparently eye. interesting enough the actress who did play the corpse they didn't mm. use a they used they cast her partially because she could lay still for a really long time like it is oh, an actress really? there for the whole time basically they didn't they used very few prosthetics apart from the two they're chopping bits off her but they huh. used very few prosthetics very few dummies it's actually the actress there and i think that it's a great choice because you still see the vitality there mm, maybe in the corpse. It. And it's, maybe that's well, why it's so freaky. Yeah. But I think, I think you know, it's so freaky so as well because like, the audio in it's fantastic. The yes. pacing's very good. Yeah. Um, and you're right, coming back to that shot is constantly freaky. And it's you know, the whole mise-en-scene, the whole, you know, that, that whole morgue itself is a creepy place and they use it very, very well. I like, agree. I, and I, th- I think one thing I'd say though is I think we should make an effort. I don't know where our conversation is going to go. Obviously, we both like it, so that's no yes. big reveal there. But I think we should make an effort not to reveal too much more because I think... That's oh, no, I, I wouldn't want to reveal another thing more about it because oh, part of the yeah. joy of this yeah. is is you being there with the autopsy and you're digging deeper down with them. And I do think towards the end, there may be... It gets a mm. little bit... Um, it runs away with itself a little bit. Yeah. But, I think that for the majority of that, and especially when the autopsy is in its early stages and going through, and you're you are so drawn into it that it becomes very scary, very creepy, and very involving. And I think it's yeah. a really cracking job. I think it's it's they, that opening section is immediately like like all the best horror films. Really, it's just immediately an intriguing idea. What yes. what, what's with the story behind this weird? Body. Yeah, yeah, it sets the tone very well, and that intrigue is kept. Going. It's like a good detective story, isn't it? So, yeah, it, it reminds you. Well, that opening, that opening section reminds me of the first season of True Detective. It has that. Actually, the whole thing has a slight, slight feeling of that first season of True Detective. Oh, really? Okay. But um, if you haven't seen that, watch that. It's amazing. Um, I haven't. Oh, you should. But apparently, this was a blacklist script. Interestingly enough. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, that's good because yeah, we've we. I mean, we've done a couple of those in the past, and yeah. they've generally been disappointing. Been, yeah, rubbish. Yeah, this. Not so much. No. The two, the two guys who wrote it, I've forgotten their names now. Terrible of me, but I don't know. Ian me. Goldberg and Richard uh, Nane. Well done, you. Yeah. Um, went on after this to do Fear the Walking Dead, which I think had, which I which I quite like. Anyway. Oh really? I've never watched um, it. Mm, but uh, yeah, so really all round, watch this movie if you want oh, well, to be scared. It's don't really watch nice it alone at night. It's really nice to have a strong recommendation. It is, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's a solid B for me. Yeah, I think the one thing I would say is that... Or is it a B minus? I think it's... Oh, no, for me, it's a B plus. I think it's fantastic. Oh, okay. I'd go with a solid B because I think it's at the end, towards the end, a little bit... Ah, maybe. I totally Although saying agree, that, but... I do not think the ending itself is disappointing, which is another great thing. Yeah. No, I, I think it's... I just think it's a really good, a really good horror film yeah. that more or less... It keeps its its tension going to the end, which is very rare. You know, most yeah, agreed. 
puff out in the final third. Puff out? No one says that. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to use it from now on. The one thing I would say is that I don't think... So my one, the yeah. Ouija one, I would say is almost open to, shall we say, beginner horror fans. <laughs> you know, it's a bit like um, those really big budget, rather annoying slick films like uh, The Conjuring and all that lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are fine, you know, and have creepy moments, but are basically... Which I'm sure is what blue. gave Ouija its big... You know, the, definitely, the, the definitely. This stuff, one, yeah. I feel, is a little bit more actually disturbing and unsettling and not necessarily for the faint-hearted kind of thing. That's not to say it's the most terrifying film ever. It's not, but it's just, you know, I, yeah, I would give a slight yeah, help. Not for the faint-hearted, I like that. As a, but I, I would say that as very much a recommendation. Yeah, me too. Me too, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I think I, th- I really enjoyed it and I wasn't expecting to like it because frankly, the moment I saw Autopsy, I thought of Silent Witness and thought, yawn, not interested. <laughs> well, but, um, yeah. so you've had two movies you thought yawn about for this podcast and were <laughs> yeah. proved drastically wrong for both. Yeah. Whereas I, I went in with an open mind and ended up with a pile of poo. Now, Benjamin, this Jonathan. episode, we have not had any best line, worst line. No, I but sort that of did have is one. not dead. No, no, I did sort of have my one for mine, but I looked at back at it. I'm like, you know what? It's just mm. not that good or that bad. But, but, dude, although that feature is not dead and we're going to have it again, we've got a new feature. Yes, we do. Yes, it's the recommending other things that aren't related to anything feature. Yes, that's right. Do, do, do you want to hear my first recommendation in the recommending other things feature? Yes. Go, go, Jono. What other things <laughs> would you recommend? Well, it's basically... we Ben and I discussed this brilliant new feature. It could be anything. It could be something on Amazon. It could be something on YouTube. It could be anything. It's just got to be related to films in some way. Or possibly yeah. not. Anyway, my recommendation is yes, that people You should try search... banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really do like banana bread. Yeah, that'd be I'm going to amaze you. It's great yeah. when you've got leftover bananas that are going, going mulled. Oh, yeah. No, they've got to be leftover bananas because they have more flavour. If you use fresh yeah. bananas, it's not as good. Yeah. Well, there you go, you see. <laughs> anyway, the recommendation is for something on YouTube. Go on to Google and search Henry Thomas... Sorry. Henry Thomas Audition for E.T. Search that and watch the clip because it's Henry Thomas who is in my film, The Ouija Thing Me Bob. Oh, look what you did there. As an older man... And yeah, it's connected, you see. And it's his audition for E.T. And it's about three minutes long. It's on YouTube. It's had eight million views. So I'm not recommending anything that obscure. But yeah. I happened to watch it during my research for this episode. And I do think it's... I think watching a very young actor um, showing off his craft, it's quite a cool thing. So that's my recommendation. What's yours, Ben? Or don't you have Wow, one? that is interesting. Well, I'm, I'm going to go very simple. It's something we've already recommended just now. Like, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen Troll Hunter, people should definitely go and find that out. It's not that common to find a sort of Norwegian um, monster movie. Mm. But if you are going to watch any Norwegian monster movie, it should be um, Troll Hunter. And also, I alluded to it, I thought everyone had seen it. You haven't seen it. And if you have not seen the first season of True Detective, I've, it's on the third now. Second one, give it a miss. But the first season of True Detective actually is very tonally similar to The Autopsy of Jane Doe. It's very creepy, very bound up in oddness. Is and it? I would highly, highly recommend checking that Ooh, out. Oh, God, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, oh, okay. God, it's so good. So True Detective and me, Henry Thomas audition for E.T. And Troll Hunter. 
and Troll Hunter. Now, those are good recommendations. Yeah, I think this I like new it. feature is already a success. We're on fire. <laughs> Should we come up with some kind of name for it for next time? Maybe a Steam? No, I quite like the feature about things that we... Yeah. Also like. That. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll do that for, for the listeners so it's not quite so painful for them. So next time, <laughs> you talk about next time. Next time, Jono, what are we going to watch? Well, we were thinking it was time to return to... Rom-coms. Yay. And it's partly because my book, The Vinyl Frontier, is... Doesn't feature any rom-coms. <laughs> it has got a kind of romantic story at its heart. So, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Also, on a recent um, <laughs> uh, podcast film quiz that we did, mm. we, uh, we had a rom-com as our specialist subject. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we haven't done now rom-coms since sometime in the 30s, have we? So it's time to do it again. The Definitely 1930s. No. Oh, no, that's definitely. I, I, I can't remember though. Are we going to have any kind of theme to our rom coms? Are we just going to be open to any rom coms? We're going to work that one out as we go along. It's one of those, oh, okay. you know, make things up. Yeah. On that note, though, if you don't like rom coms, mm. if you want us to go to another genre or there's a specific movie you'd like us to watch so you don't have to, get in touch. Use the Twitters at We Watch Anything. Use the Gmail, gmail.com. I wouldn't bother using the Facebook because I've just deleted it off my phone. I really <laughs> am over Facebook. So, I haven't been on it come for up years. with a genre, come up with a suggestion, or just, you know, tell us anything you're thinking. We love to hear from you. It always puts a smile on our face, to be honest. Thank you very, very much for listening. Next time, we'll be back with Ron Goms. Until then. If you haven't listened to the back catalogue, go back and listen. If you haven't left a review, go and do that. And if you haven't watched True Detective, Troll Hunter, or Jono's Weird Audition Tape, go and watch that. And also go and watch The uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe, because you'll thank yourself for it. Unless yeah. you hate horror movies. Yeah, don't then. All right, and bye, Jono's book. <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. I'm so sorry. Speak to you soon. Episode 44. Five. It's going to be episode 45 next time. That will be episode 45, which sounds like a milestone. Yeah, it does in a way. Yeah, nice. Well, For some reason, we'll I always really remember milestone. my dad's 44th birthday. Right. Not really Probably anything you can do with that. But that fact is that. No, I, I wasn't there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh.